You think it's so easy to change yourself. You think it's so easy, but it's not. What do you think it takes to reinvent yourself as an all-new person, a person who makes sense, who belongs? Do you change your clothes, your hair, your face? Go on then, do it. Pierce your ears, trim your bangs, buy a new purse. They will still see past that, see you. The girl who is still too scared, still too smart for her own good, still a beat behind, still always wrong. Change all you want, you can't change that. I know, because I tried. I was born to be unpopular. There was no other way it could have gone. If there were just one place where it first fell apart, I could dream of going back in time and finding myself and saying, Listen, ten-year-old Elise, just don't wear that oversized bright red sweater with the tufts of yarn sticking out of it like pom-poms. I know it is your favorite because it looks so special, but don't do it. Don't be special. That's what I would say to my younger self if I could pinpoint the moment when I went astray. But there was no one moment. I was always astray. I've gone to school with the same kids since kindergarten, and they knew what I was long before I did. I was uncool by fourth grade. How is it even possible to be an uncool fourth grader? Didn't we all just string together friendship bracelets and daydream about horses and pretend to solve mysteries back then? But somehow, even in fourth grade, they knew. A new girl moved to our town that year from Michigan. She and I used to sit outside together during recess while the other girls played Don't Touch the Ground tag, and we'd talk about the witch's coven I wanted to form because I'd read a chapter book about a witch's coven and my dad had given me some incense that I thought we could use. And then one day on the playground, Lizzie Reardon came over and casually said to my new friend, Don't spend too much time with Elise. She might rub off on you. I was sitting right there. It wasn't a secret. I was a social liability. This was fourth grade. We went to a middle school twice the size of our elementary school, and then we went to a high school twice the size of our middle school. But somehow, all those new kids, every one of them, immediately found out about me. Somehow, it was that obvious. When I was little, my mom used to schedule my playdates with different girls, Kelly, Raquel, Bernadette. Then, in fifth grade, Kelly moved to Delaware. Raquel invited every girl except me to her roller skating birthday party, and Bernadette sent me a note to let me know that she only hung out with me because her parents said she had to. I used to hang out with the neighborhood boys, too, when I was a kid. We would build forts in the summer and snowmen in the winter. But around the time we went to middle school, everyone started thinking about dating, which meant that no boy would be caught dead playing in the snow with me anymore, lest someone see us and think he had a crush on me. Because, obviously, having a crush on Elise Dombowski would be just about the lamest thing an 11-year-old boy could do. So, by the end of seventh grade, I had no one. Okay, I still had kids who I splashed around with at my mom's summer lake house. I had my parents' friends' children, none of them quite my age, who would sometimes come over for family dinners. 
but I had no one who was really mine. Last summer, after freshman year, I decided I couldn't go on like this anymore. I just could not. It's not like I wanted to be Lizzie Reardon, captain of the soccer team, or Emily Wallace, part-time teen model, or Brooke Feldstein, who could, and did, hook up with every guy in school. I didn't need to be the most exciting, beautiful, beloved girl in the world. I just needed not to be me anymore.